Good morning. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and those who are returning home to our parish community. We're asking parishioners and guests to urgently mask up again. Thank you for your consideration for one another. Assisting to us today are our electors, Terry Rogers, Pam Vogel, our deaf elector, Irene Hearn, our altar servers, Nick Rogers and Daniel Rogers. Our interpreter is Diana Saunders Conley. I'm your cantor, Ken Godick. Our organist is Stephen Steinbeiser, and our celebrant is Father Michael. Please remain seated throughout the entire Mass so that the interpreter may be seen. Please join with each other in singing our opening hymn, There's a Wideness in God's Mercy, number 644 in the Blue Hymnal. a wideness in God's mercy like the wideness of the sea. There's a kindness in God's justice which is more than liberty. There is plentiful redemption in the blood that has been shed. There is joy for all the members in the sorrows of the of the mind and the heart of the eternal is most wonderfully kind if our love were but more faithful we should rest upon God's word and our lives would be thanksgiving for the goodness of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Gathering on this sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, we're beginning uh, one of the Gospels, the Gospel of Luke, and we're learning the call once again to discipleship and following Jesus. We're learning what it means to be his follower and to grow. And of course, we're being sent forth by him to share that love and that grace with others. As we enter into this celebration, we pause for a few moments and invite the mercy of God to be with us, that our hearts and our minds and our lives will be more open to Jesus' call. Lord Jesus, you satisfy the poor and the hungry. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you console those who weep and mourn. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people, to people of goodwill. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people, to people of goodwill. 
We pray. We praise you. We bless you. We adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks, thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O oh God, almighty Father, Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people, to people of good will. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people, to people of good will. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, of God the Father. Gloria, Gloria, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people, to people of good will. Amen, Amen. Let us pray. God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we would be so fashioned by your grace to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. The word of the Lord. Indeed, it is. 
is the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the path with sinners, nor abides in the company of scorners, but whose delight is the law of the Lord, and who ponders his law day and night. Blessed are they, blessed are they who hope in the Lord. He is like a tree that is planted beside the flowing waters that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves shall never fade and all that he does shall prosper blessed are they blessed are Not so are the wicked, not so. For they, like winnowed chaff, shall be driven away by the wind. For the Lord knows the way of the just, but the way of the wicked will perish. Blessed are they, blessed are A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, if Christ preached as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If the dead are not raised, neither has Christ been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is in vain. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If for this life we have hoped in Christ, we are the most pitiable people of all. But now Christ has been raised from the dead and the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 Your reward will be great in heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory 
Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of people from all of Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. He raised his eyes towards his disciples and he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. God has a special care and love for those who are poor, vulnerable, marginalized, a special care and love. There's a phrase that we've used now for the last several decades within the Catholic Christian Church called the preferential option for the poor. The preferential option for the poor. And an understanding of that is based on scripture passages like we heard proclaimed today from the Gospel of Luke. When you hear and encounter Jesus in the Gospel stories, when he encounters uh, those who are sinners, the, the leper, uh, the woman, uh, the, the, the foreigner, and, and he reaches out to them in a special way not just within the New Testament and within the Gospel passages, but also within the Old Testament itself, especially within the prophets. You hear the prophets constantly reminding the people of God, the people of the first covenant, the people of Israel, how they have been or not been faithful to the covenant with God that includes not just a love and a worship of the one true God, but also how that has been shared or not shared within the community. And so constantly the prophets are talking about the poor, the widow, the orphan, the foreigner. And so if we really read the, the Old Testament and the New, we start to realize that God has this special place in God's heart for those who are poor and vulnerable. And there's no other gospel writer who emphasizes that more than Luke. It's certainly in the other gospels, but Luke, it's a special emphasis of his. And so I want to talk a little bit about Luke's gospel and then a bit more about that preferential option for the poor. First of all, again, let's just put this in both a liturgical and a gospel context. Remember, we're at the beginning of the liturgical year, these first couple weeks of ordinary time. 
Also remember that we're, as always each year, starting out with one of the Gospels and starting to walk with Jesus through that. And so we're very early on in the Gospels at this point in time. What we've experienced so far is just a few things. We've experienced Jesus step out and begin his public ministry. We've experienced Jesus offer a call to his first followers and disciples. And he's starting to do a few teachings and healings. And then we pick up with today's gospel passage, which is really the first of the real teaching uh, narratives or sections of Luke's gospel. So it's, it's really a, the, the beginning of Jesus teaching his followers. Now also, let me just put in context before we talk about or I explain a little bit about what we heard today, which is sometimes called the Sermon on the Plain. Let's just hear a little bit about what we've experienced so far in Luke's special emphasis and theology. First of all, if you remember, we heard Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan. And, and if you remember, when Jesus was baptized in Luke's gospel, the emphasis is, is that Jesus is in the crowd of people. He's not the only person baptized. He's within a crowd of other people that are being baptized by John. And it's in that midst of that crowd that he's singled out in a special way where the Spirit of God says, you are my beloved. But he's in the crowd of people. Also recall that Jesus has started his public ministry with a inaugural address or a special mission statement that he proclaimed. He was in the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. He stood and read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, and he read that passage that he told them was fulfilled in their midst, and it started like this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings good news, gospel to the poor, to let the oppressed go free, sight to the blind, to announce a year of favor for the Lord. And so he's basically said that his public ministry is going to be about good news to the poor and liberty towards those who are oppressed. You also recall, by the way, we, we heard in, in, in the infancy narratives of Luke that was in the Advent Christmas season, but we heard Mary proclaim this thing called the Magnificat. In the Magnificat, Mary says that the Lord has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry with good things, the rich sent away empty. So, you, so you're starting to hear the themes that are coming through that, that Luke is offering with special special emphasis, and then we begin this teaching narrative, this first major teaching of Jesus that's called the Sermon on the Plain. Now, you probably haven't heard the Sermon on the Plain, right? You've heard of the Sermon on the Mount, right? Right? The Sermon on the Mount, right? Jesus, and that's not Luke's gospel. That is, I'm going really fast, sorry, Diana. This is Matthew's gospel, is the Sermon on the Mount. And it's the first major teaching section of Matthew's gospel. And if you remember in Matthew's gospel, when, when he goes up on the mountain, he sits down, his disciples come to him, and we start to hear what we call the Beatitudes, right? Or he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who are persecuted. And in and, and Luke's gospel, or excuse me, Matthew's gospel, that's the Sermon on the Mount. Well, this is Luke's version of that. This is Luke's teaching section. And, but notice some of the differences. And I'm just going to just a little bit of compare and contrast here between Matthew, Sermon on the Mount, and Luke, Sermon on the Plain. First of all, let's talk about ge ge geography or theology here. Notice, in Matthew's gospel, he sits on a mountain, he sits down, which is the teaching position of the Jewish people, by the way, sits down, his disciples come to him, and he begins to teach them. Notice in Luke's gospel, what Luke does, the emphasis his theology is that Jesus is not up above, but Jesus is on the plain with the crowds in the midst of them and starts to teach. You follow me on that? See the difference? By the way, it's one of the reasons why I walk away from the pulpit to preach like I'm doing right now. I'd love to be down here preaching in front of you, but I don't have a mask on, right? And you wouldn't be able to see the interpreter. I, 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 it's among 
the crowd and the people. It's a, it's a, it's a very particular theology. Notice also a few of the differences that we hear between Matthew and Luke, Beatitudes. Matthew has eight blesseds, 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 blesseds. That is not the same in Luke's gospel. In Luke's gospel, he has both four blessings, but then he has four woes. (laughs) There's a a different dimension to his beatitudes, if you will. Notice also some of the subtle differences. Matthew says, blessed are the poor in spirit. It's, It's much more of a spirituality of poverty. Notice what Luke says. He says, blessed are the poor, right? Certainly that includes spiritual, cultural, moral poverty. But he's saying, blessed are those who are physically, economically poor. Notice Luke also, unlike Matthew, doesn't just say blessed are the poor. He also says, Woe to you who are now rich, comfortable, satisfied, right? So you start to see that that this particular, more so in Luke's gospel than in any of the others, his emphasis of this special, this preferential option that Jesus has and God has for the poor, for those who are vulnerable, for those who are marginalized. And if I can characterize uh, Luke's emphasis, particularly on the whole Sermon on the Plain that includes this and what we're gonna hear in the next couple of weeks, his emphasis is on inclusion. Inclusion, especially for those who are on the margins. And not only inclusion, but authenticity in living out what it means to be his follower. And so those are Luke's particular. And so, so, okay, that was the scriptural dimension. So now we're struggling with and starting to understand or trying to understand what this proclamation means that the, that the poor are blessed and, and, and woe to those who are rich and comfortable. There's something called the preferential option for the poor that although has been part of the history of our Christian teaching has been emphasized in a particular way over the last several decades. And the preferential option for the poor is just again the emphasis of God's emphasis, of God's particular care, of God's particular love. And the poor are not preferred or blessed as Jesus would say in today's God, because they're poor, right? That's not what it's about. It's not like the poor are better or they're more holy or, or they're, or, you know, whatever. They're, they're, they're more moral or something. That's not what it's about. The poor are blessed and have a preferential option just because those circumstances are not what God wants. They're inhumane. They're broken. That's not what God's kingdom is about. God's kingdom is about the opportunity for all people. It's about wholeness for all people. And so their blessed and preferred have a special place because that's not the kingdom. That's not what God wants. Preferential option for the poor. I'm gonna talk about this on three levels. And I'm going to use a cliche that you've probably heard, right? You've heard probably the saying or the cliche, give a man a fish. I'll I'll make that gender inclusive. Give a person a fish and feed him, her, feed that person for a day, okay? Teach a person to fish and they can feed themselves for a lifetime. Have you heard this, right? Give a fish you feed a person for a day. Teach to fish, they will feed for a lifetime. I'd like to add a third dimension to that and explain each of those. For just, I'd like to say, create the circumstances for good fishing, and then you feed a community, okay? I'm adding a new dimension. So of course we know that give a person a fish means if I have a bunch of fish, or I have a number of fish, and I'm satisfied with fish, and somebody doesn't have a fish, I should share, 
I should give a person a fish so that they can, that they can at least survive, right? That's charity. That's an act of charity and, and giving. That, that's one aspect and truly part of the preferential option for the poor. The second one is teach a person to fish, which means I know how to fish. I know where the fish are. <laughs> and so what I try to do is share that knowledge, that education, so that that person themselves can grow and they can support and care for themselves and their family and others. So I'm, I'm sharing my, my knowledge, my gifts, uh, beyond just a handout. I'm sharing much more than that. That's the teach the person to fish, right? The third dimension, which, which Catholics seldom go, by the way, and it's very difficult for us, is create the circumstances for good fishing and you feed a community. So let's say I'm doing okay. Somebody taught me how to fish. I, I have the skills. I have the abilities. But the circumstances are such that when I go to buy a net, nobody's going to sell one to me. Or I go to get a fishing license for myself and my boat, and I'm not given a fishing license, maybe because of something like I have a different skin color. Or maybe I go to fish, and someone out of their particular greed has destroyed the fishing ecosystem because they fished all the fish out. Right, right? And, because, and they are now moved to the next community and own their own island, right? And here I am sitting by my boat and there's nothing, there's no fish for me to catch. Those are the circumstances about eating, hunger, feeding, right? You follow me on that? So all of those, each of those dimensions is about the preferential option that God has for the poor, the preferential care, because the circumstances of poverty are not, not about the kingdom of God and for the kingdom of God. And so we as Christians, I don't know how, uh, let me just talk about us Christians and try to make it a little more practical here. Okay, so let's just think about the history of our Catholic Church. I mean, we have been stellar in some ways with the, with the giving of fish and the teaching how to fish, right? Think about our institutions that we used to have, right? I mean, the Catholics were the ones who established hospitals, who, who, who ran the orphanages, who, who established the care homes for the elderly, right? They were the ones who started the Catholic school system because there was a bunch of immigrant children who needed to grow in development and understanding. And so our institutions over these last centuries have been stellar in providing opportunities. But again, we know right now that most of those institutions are gone, right? And so, so now we're left with this place of how do we do this preferential option now? How do we do this, not necessarily just in our institutions, but how do we embrace all of those aspects of fish and, and, and live them in a new time, in a new place? And, I, and honestly, I can, I can say I don't have answers for that, but let me try to make it just a little practical for each one of us and us as a community. First of all, you have fish, <laughs> right? I don't know what that is, but you have gifts, you have talent, you have resources, you have time. Of, of those fish, what are you doing to share with someone who doesn't have that? You have fish, you have knowledge, abilities, skills. Are you sharing those in some way for someone who doesn't have those so that they can grow and develop and build and, and, and support themselves? Are you sharing those in some ways, your time, your talent, your treasure? And thirdly, then, you know, your circumstances of how you fish, that might be in education, that might be in economics, that might be in food service, that might, uh, who knows? But are you looking at how those things, those systems are set up in a way that can provide fish not just for you or for a few, but for an entire community. And there's a situation or a circumstance that people are able to fish and support the community. I don't have answers, just some questions. 
But we need to learn as a Catholic Christian people to embrace the preferential option for the poor in a new way, individually and communally, because in the kingdom of God, God wants us all to be able to be glad and to leap for joy because we experience the kingdom. We together profess our faith. I'm going to ask you three questions. Response to those questions is, I do. Do you believe in God the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, died, was buried, rose from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith, the faith of the church that we are proud to profess through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For blessings upon women religious and consecrated women, that their service and leadership with marginalized communities may bear fruit for a more just world. We pray, hear us, O Lord. As we celebrate Valentine's weekend, that we may all grow in a love that is patient, expansive, and life-giving. We pray, hear us, O Lord, for joy and clarity of purpose for all who follow in the single vocation. We pray, hear us, O Lord, for all of those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering may be eased by our prayers. We pray, hear us, O Lord. We go forth for an end to division in the Middle East. We pray, hear us, O Lord. For all who have died in our parish community, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray, hear us, O Lord. We remember today John Warwick and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray, hear us, O Lord. Let us join with Mary and one another, asking God to hear our petitions and give us the hope of the kingdom. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing number 553, O Spirit All-Embracing, number 553. O Spirit, Counselor all-wise, unbounded splendor gracing a shoreless sea of skies. Unfailing is your treasure, unfading your reward, surpassing worldly pleasure, the riches you 
it's flowing and rescue us from death. Come wind of springtime blowing and warm us by your breath. Oh, beauty ever blazing in flower field and face, you show yourself amazing in unexpected place. We see you and remember what once our dreams had been. You feather going ember and kindle hope within. Come fire of glory, gracious, bless all who trust in you. Undying flame, tenacious, born in your church anew. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May this oblation, O Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us. May it become for those who do your will a source of eternal reward. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Father of all mercies and faithful God. You've given us Jesus Christ, your Son, as Lord and Redeemer. He always showed compassion for children and for the poor, for the sick and for the sinner. He became a neighbor to the oppressed and the afflicted. By word and deed, he announced to the world that you are our Father and that you care for all of your sons and daughters. And so with all the angels and saints, we exalt and bless your name. We sing a hymn of your glory, as without end, we acclaim. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the are indeed holy Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your Spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, 
when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink of it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith When we eat this bread And drink this cup We proclaim your death, O Lord Until you come again Therefore, we celebrate the memory of his death and resurrection, and we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you have held us worthy to stand in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly, we pray that partaking in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring us to the fullness of charity, together, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our bishop, all clergy, and all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, that we too may be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Please stand. We trust in the kingdom of God at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be freed from sin, protected from all anxiety, as we wait in joyful hope the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but the faith of your church. Grant us peace and unity 
in its accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you. Let us share with one another some sign of Christ's peace. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Please join in singing our communion hymn, Christ Be Our Light, number 590. Food, many are hungry, 
Longing for water, many still thirst. Make us your bread, broken for others, shared until all are fed. Christ, be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be our light, shine in your church. Gather today. Longing for shelter, many are homeless. Longing for warmth, many are cold. Make us your building, sheltering others. Walls made of living stone. Christ, be our light, shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be our light, shine in your church, gather today. Many the gifts, many the people, Many the hearts that yearn to belong. Let us be servants to one another, making your kingdom come. Christ, be our light. Shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be our light, shine in your church, gather announcements this morning. Under the Taste and See column in today's bulletin, you will find information regarding the various small discipleship groups that meet throughout the year. The small discipleship groups will be meeting during Lent. Perhaps there is a group that you would be interested in. We are also open to new groups forming. Watch the bulletin and flock notes for additional information. Please see the article in today's bulletin regarding a change in the daily mass schedule and the confession schedule. These changes will go into effect beginning Monday, February 28th. There is also information in the bulletin about our upcoming Lenten fish fry, which will be held at the parish administrative hall in the south side. I feel like we need to teach one thing in sign language because that's just fun. And first of all, it's sometimes very meaningful, right? So let's learn the sign for the poor. Can we do that, the sign for the poor? And Diana, can you help explain why? Okay. If you think of poor people having old raggedy clothes and sometimes like in a a jacket or a shirt, the elbow will wear out faster than the other parts of the clothes. So if people have holes in their elbow, think it must be poor. poor. <laughs> so ready to do the sign for the poor? It's pretty easy. You stick out an elbow and you kind of pull, right? Pull, pull off the elbow. Your fingers off the elbow. So this is poor. A hole in your sleeve, right? Okay. And of course you know love, right? Love is this. Love, right? Love to the poor. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Let us pray. 
Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we would always long for the food by which we truly live. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel, the good news of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And please join in singing number 636. Now thank we all our God, number 636. Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things has done in whom his world rejoices who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today oh may this bounteous god through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us Preserve us in his grace and guide us in distress and face us from all harm till heaven we possess.